0: a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place.
1: Welcome to the Gear 30 podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it, and uh, today, Brandon, Chase, and myself are going to be talking we we want to hear from chase about his 50 miler we 50 mile recap yeah it's been a couple of weeks. mile by
0: mile so we got uh, you know 50 minutes uh mile one okay. four minute yeah
2: okay mile one went great mile two <coughs> went pretty good mile three just okay. kidding skip to mile 18 <laughs> so yeah the the what an experience that was um Super fun, super exciting. Let's dig into it. Okay, so, so you cramped. Was, yeah, so
1: let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. You fell <laughs> flat on your face.
2: I came in to mile fourteen and I think I was I think I was planning on being there between nine forty and nine fifty. And I came in at 9.15. And we're talking so about
0: was, hours? We're not talking about the time? Or are we talking the, about time? The time of day. Okay, so sorry. you were
2: you were I, 30 I, minutes I, faster than you should yeah, have been. Yeah, so okay. I don't remember if that was the exact time, but I was about 30 minutes faster. My parents that were there at the aid station were like, oh my gosh, Like we were not ready for that. So they're scrambling mm. to get my my packet out that I wanted to reload with. And and I'm like, wow, I'm going a little bit quick. I got to slow it down. And the next um, 14 miles, you're the to 11 miles is all downhill. And my sister's like, dude, just slow down. Like, you're fine. Just slow down. And I was like, all right, I'm going to slow down. And I definitely did not slow down. And I was on pace to hit 26.2 miles at about 3 hours and 40 minutes. Which is, which mo- is motoring way too fast. In the backcountry, that too. For yeah. a 50 mile or like, and my first ever 50 miler, way too fast. And I get to the mile 18 aid station and this girl that I've been pacing with, she's like, Hey, you're the second girl, like, second female. The other girl just left like a minute ago. And my first thought was. She wasn't talking to you. No, no. <laughs> okay, okay. She's like, I, My first thought was, Oh, crap. Like, I'm up here with the front runners on the female side. And, Going way too fast. And she, then he's like, You guys are probably in the first handful of runners through the whole thing. And oh. I was like, Oh, my gosh. Like, I am not doing this right. Let's fast forward 0.8 miles later. And the cramps hit, and they hit hard. It was mile eighteen point eight. I had it was like everything was running so smooth, felt so good, and then boom, cramps hit, and the cramps did not subside till through the, the the entire rest of the race. It was.
0: Now, do you think you um, did you drink too much water or something before? Like, do you going I back d- through?
2: Do you think there was anything
0: preventative you should have done differently? <laughs> slowed down. <laughs> yeah, I think that was.
2: Yeah. I think there's two two things: more training, obviously. Okay,
0: because what was your longest training run? <laughs>
2: Thirteen miles, about 14 miles. And, and um, we're just going to
0: go ahead and jump to 50. Yeah, okay.
2: I had I had ran 30 miles, 30. Which is interesting zero. because
0: you you that after that is when you started hurting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. So, I I think I came out of the gate way too quick, and I think the second factor was the train I was running on. It was all slick rock that whole entire course was slick rock and i had done all my training on trails and so i think the just the hard impact the really uneven footing and the fact that i went out so quick all just like shot my body down really quick because i i had never had problems with cramping on any of my runs my 30 miler i did didn't have any cramping like i felt really good so i did not piece together i think
0: but your 30 miler was slower
2: it was slower oh significantly slower yeah i think i maybe pieced together one full mile after that running like i did not run a complete mile i think it was mile 48 that I ran the whole entire thing <laughs> so it was just a walk run walk run um and i was just downing as many electrolyte pills as i could i was putting salt on bananas and I was doing everything I could at aid stations. Well, it's hard um, to catch
0: up, man. When yeah, you're behind, it's really hard. Ugh. Yeah,
2: I, I on my way back, you um, use the same aid station for mile 14 and mile 34, and that's the only aid station the crew can be at. So I, I came in and and about 200 yards before the aid station, I could see everyone. I could hear, I could see people in the distance. I could hear everyone. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run into this aid station. Like I don't want to come in here walking. So I start running and I like was in so much pain. Start running in and I round the corner and my left calf just completely like solidifies and I ate crap. Well a good <laughs> I, good news I is fell.
0: it was uh, recorded. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. who was I, that?
2: My dad was recording Your it. Your dad was recording I, it. I cramped up so bad and i was like don't fall don't fall and I, I i couldn't do anything so i fell and everyone like simultaneously medical and i'm like oh, no. no but like i could not get up i looked at my calf and you could see every a, single muscle in my whole it was just like just rock a, hard rock, oh. and my oh it was so painful and my brother-in-law just started massaging it and trying to get it like loosened up and i i limped over to the aid station and for about 20 minutes my brother-in-law and sister just massaged my legs and I just took down electrolytes um, and tried to refuel. And I looked at him. I was like, well, see you guys in 16 miles. Oh my <laughs> Got up so, so and, far and I was thinking, so from 34 on it's all downhill except for the, there's like a 300 to 400 foot climb that you do at the very end. But like other than that, it's all downhill and all I had in my mind is sweet. It's all downhill it was by far the most technical portion of the whole course um from so mile, especially from mile elevation 40,
0: wise it shows it going downhill down, but you're but doing was, step
2: downs or it, yeah it was just like it was slick rock super slopy mm. it was a, it was like a black diamond mountain bike trail right so you're not running it you're no necessarily. no it was very it was technical yeah um not very good sure footing and man that, that was it was it was a pretty big shot to the pride. Like I was I was in so much pain just like one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. I, I met some awesome people on the trail, people that hooked me up with ibuprofen, some Tylenol. I was just taking anything I could. Should be
0: noted you didn't have that with you. I did
2: not Thank have you. that with me. Nope. Next Should time. have. Um, I made it to mile 40. Was feeling feeling I was actually feeling a lot better at this point than I was at mile 34. Um, and then I left and I kind of went into the pain cave again. And I met this guy uh, probably about mile between mile 40 and 41 named Scott lives out in Syracuse. He was like one of the first people I talked to on the whole course that was from Syri- or from Utah, kind of refreshing. And we just like became friends and we were both struggling super bad. It was his first ultra. He was undertrained. I, he was way more trained than I was though, but we just pulled each other until mile 46 or 47. And I think it's probably because of him that I, I even finished. Wow. I, I don't think I would have tapped out, but I probably would have been a solid hour behind. Like he just kept me going. Like there was no stopping. We weren't stopping. We weren't even like, well, we weren't even walking. It was a fast hike or running. And we just really, he was pushing me. He was pushing me. He was helping me with nutrition. I was helping him with nutrition. Um, and then we got to mile 47 and I, it, I just, I could not run. I was trying my best, but it was everything just insta cramp. So whenever I'd put push weight up on the ball of my foot, my calves would immediately cramp. So I ended up running flat footed from mile 48 to mile 50, just straight up flat footed. (laughs) But I think that that ladder from mile 40 to 50, I was in a lot of pain, but I felt a lot better than I did in that mile 26 to mile 34. That was probably the hardest part of the whole race. Um,
0: so I was teasing you earlier, you were in really good shape for a half marathon.
2: <laughs> yep, really yeah. good shape. Yeah, like you
0: crushed half marathon mm-hmm. speed. Uh, but it was a 50.
2: Yeah, it was. And it so was, you
0: finished in, you actually finished in what, in the middle of the pack? or Yeah, the-
2: I was a dead center in the middle. I think 85 people finished before me and 85 people finished Whoa, after me. Oh, that's crazy. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it just felt good to finish. I was an hour and 23 minutes after when I wanted to finish, but like I really can't complain. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah. I knew it was going to be hard. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. Like it was, it was so much harder than I expected. And I, I attribute it to, to my lack of training. But I think the biggest thing was just how technical that course was talking to people that did well, they did all of their training on the road hundred percent on the and road. You,
0: you didn't train.
2: I well I didn't train. <laughs> but a little bit of training I did was <laughs> on trails. trails yeah. And my joints and muscles were just not used to that abrasive impact. So So
0: how long were you sore? Oh I was
2: <laughs> I was very sore for like three days. Um by Thursday yeah, Thursday I was like less sore That's I pretty good. It's pretty quick
0: recovery. Yeah. Yeah,
2: my toes, my big toes were the ones that hurt the worst. You lose a nail? I didn't lose a nail. No, you want to see my nail though? Not really. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> you can they look see, like We can show it to the podcast like listeners though. Purple. They'll love to see it. Yeah. Um, they look pretty gross, but they feel fine. Okay. They're not in pain at all. I went touring this morning in my really freaking narrow, squishy touring boots, and it didn't even, it didn't hurt. So, getting better, but. So what you do to
0: recover, like when you finish the race? Did, I mean, did you start just taking stuff in.
2: Um, I did not want to eat anything. Really. I I nothing sounded good, but after like an hour. I would have eaten literally anything. I was so hungry, and I had trained with a friend, and she was about just over two hours behind me, um, two hours and fifteen minutes behind me. So we ended up just waiting at the finish finish line um, for her. And by the time she came through, I was like, I was the definition it's of hate. like I just burned nine thousand calories. Mm-hmm. I need to eat something. Yeah, did you, What'd your watch say? Um, I think it was like close to nine, just over nine thousand, close to ten thousand calories, somewhere in there. Um, I was definitely at a calorie deficit. (laughs) Let's say that. So we went to a burger joint in Moab and I downed a whole entire burger, all the fries, some of my mom's fries. I I (laughs) ate a lot of food. Um, but yeah, a great learning experience. I, I really want to do another one. Um, about halfway through, I was thinking, never ever again. Right. But I talking to other people, I think
0: that's how everybody feels. Yeah. Right? yeah.
2: Well, that as well as like I was just undertrained and I picked a really difficult course. Um, and I think, I think I'm gonna try and do the Antelope 50 miler in the spring. I it's think you're lower, gonna love that course. Lower yeah. elevation yeah. and it's all trail. It's yeah. not rock. Um, so we'll see. It was a really good experience. I learned a lot about myself. You you learn a lot about yourself out there. Um, you think a lot. You have a lot of time to yourself. Yeah, I had a solid like, at least eight hours by myself. And and more then, than
0: that. And then how many times do you? And I don't know. I, I mean, I only ran the fifty k, which is thirty three to thirty four miles, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, Greg, you ran a hundred once, mm-hmm. and in two fifties. Uh,
1: one. I've oh. done a fifty, one fifty, and one hundred.
0: One fifty and one hundred.
1: And, uh, yeah. The but with the
0: 50, you were with your wife.
1: Yeah, my wife did two 50s. I only did one of them with her.
0: And, and Ultra Runners know the, the feeling all too, all too well. But, um, you know, yeah, what's that like when you're out there and you start having those, those thoughts of like, okay, this isn't going to, this is stupid. <laughs> well, how did I even get out of here?
1: Yeah. Man, I was, you know, for me, Honestly, I never, when I was doing, for example, the Bear 100, I never had thoughts of, what am I doing out here? Why did I do this? This is stupid. I was loving it. Like, it was beautiful. It wasn't for me until, like, mile 85 when I really started hurting. Because uh, that's when my IT band started flaring up. And then I was, like, had to kind of hobble and limp and hop the rest of the way. And at that point, it was like, I was close enough to the end. It's just like, I wasn't thinking about anything, but just finish, finish just keep finish, moving finish, forward. Finish, finish, finish. Um, never at any time did I say, oh, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I think, I think that would have been the case if I was doing a race that was on the road or a race that just wasn't so beautiful. But in my mind, it was just like, this is amazing. I, have I have been out, I've been on this amazing adventure in the most beautiful area, seen it awesome things um had a couple of scares like in the middle of the night when i'm hiking up a hill by myself haven't seen anybody for 45 minutes come around a corner and there's a big bear cow oh standing right in the middle of the field cows can be scary terrified because i didn't (laughs) know it was there and i just out of nowhere i'm face to face with a cow and it just scared the crap out of me it's like some of those types of experiences are just cool they're just fun and so i never felt like i'll never do this again i took it so conservatively because i was so scared of going too fast and blowing up wise man (laughs) that like he was like front of the pack halfway through or, or a third of the way through i was last of the pack a third of the way through at mile 30 534
0: yeah that's surprising because you're pretty athletic yeah so i think if you wanted to be you could have been much further ahead
1: sure but like at mile 34 uh there were 300 people that signed up for the race almost most of those people started i think i was like in the last in the last 20 Mm. Uh, there had been plenty of people that had dropped out by that point Um, But I was probably one of the last 20 that came into mile 34. Between mile 34 and mile 75, I probably passed half the pack. That's crazy. That hadn't dropped out. Um, And then the last 15 miles when I was hopping, a lot of people passed me. And I ended up finishing, uh, I was like, of the 300 runners, I was like, Finisher 130 or something, but a little bit less than half of the people had dropped out. So I was still back of the near the back of the pack of the finishers. I finished in 34 and a half hours or something like that, and you get 36 hours to finish. So I was right near the back. Um,
0: That's so long. Yeah. Holy cow.
1: Yeah, and when I was doing it, I was on pace to finish around 30 hours until I started having knee knee issues, and yeah. then, and then I slowed down quite a bit um but i loved it and even the 50 miler for me it was just like what a cool adventure and you know suffering is just kind of part of part of the adventure and it's almost just kind of adds to the memories and stuff so it didn't i never
0: as long as you make it through
1: yeah i never got i've never been in a situation where i was like this is stupid i wish i'd never done this but i think that cramping would be harder physically harder than like
0: i think cramping stupid the, i hate it pin, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh it's brutal oh, it sucks uh, brutal and i cramp i've cramped since you know bef- before junior high and playing baseball and skateboarding and i remember falling to the ground grabbing my calf in pain and everyone was looking at me like what is going so i've always had a deficiency somewhere, which is I don't know if it's magnesium, calcium, whatever you whatever you're so, low in, that helps cause those cramps. Um, and I've I've just naturally had that. And so when I did distances, and I screwed up my first marathon by overcompensating. And if you drink too much water, Gatorade, you can pee it all out. Now you have no electrolytes left. I didn't realize that, so I cramped like crazy in my first marathon. Then I had to try and balance it out later. But it's it's this crazy game and i really think the only answer is to just be in better shape slowly over time because mm-hmm. my longest run before i ran 26.2 was 10 miles and then and then i started cramping really bad around 18 or whatever so it's like yeah if you're in better shape then the cramp should subside, i'm assuming should yeah be. i
2: would i would expect so i would think so. Yeah, so but you were you were stoked the whole time uh yeah <laughs> there's definitely times when my my parents say when i came in at mile 34 i looked like i was in pretty rough shape obviously yeah. i just fell in front of everyone but they're like you we were a little worried about you oh, um, you were looking pretty bad i actually ran into this lady at the finish line and she's like grabbed my arm she's like did you finish and i was like yeah she's like You effing (laughs) finished! And she's like, (laughs) Honey, come here! And it was a lady that was taking care of me at the A station. She's like, You left? And all of us were like, This kid's tapping out next time. He's tapping out next A station. There's no way he's finishing. Because I just... I looked haggard. I had no idea what I just signed myself up for. That's so cool. Um, So that made me super excited that she was like... Because she she's an ultra on herself. Yeah. And, and she sees she a lot of people drop. Volu- I bet She volunteers it. She said she does several of these every year. And she's like, not that you looked worse than other people, but she's like, you looked like someone that was going to tap out. Like yeah. you were in pain. And I, I felt that like I was, I wasn't trying to like cover up how I felt, but I also didn't want to like,
0: you know, that's that gear 30 winning spirit. I've been oh talking about. Yeah. Right there. You know?
2: <laughs> so that was cool to hear. Like, and I felt like pretty crappy, but, I mean that last I got to that last aid station and we were all just so stoked because we knew we'd made it to that point we had four miles left like we got this and it was my feel like my spirits were pretty high the whole race besides like you know being in a lot of pain mentally I was I was pretty uh pretty stable you're
0: religious do you do you say little prayers out there along the way oh, or I, d- I was definitely there like not a, enough time for that I definitely <laughs> said a prayer yeah. it was
2: like mile like 20 I was like Heavenly Father, just like please, I'll like, <laughs> <don't> do anything. <laughs> I, don't care. I don't care how long it takes me. I don't care what it takes, but get me through this freaking thing. I just want to finish. So, who's to say? I think there's probably some help there. I I was I was struggling, so um, it was it was good though. I I think a lot of people. I think this is more on the hundred mile racers, um, but they they talk about like they're hallucinating or they just start yeah. seeing things and. I never once felt like that. I never felt lightheaded. I never felt dizzy. I never. Um, I feel like I did pretty good at nutrition. I. That's why I don't think that my cramping was from a lack of electrolytes. I was. I was consuming quite a f- bit of calories, but I think it was more just lack of training um, and lack of preparedness for that type of course.
0: And then what course? What race was that again? It was
2: a dead horse ultra in. In Moab. In Moab. So they had horse and Moab. Lots and of Slick Rock. Lots of Slick Rock. I mean, hardly any elevation gain. Mm. I think 4,000 feet of elevation gain. And talking to other people that ran it, that's kind of how they get you. I think they get you like, oh, it's only 4,000 feet of elevation gain. You come up north, and there's always more elevation gain in the races. But it's Slick Rock, and I just don't think people process it. I sure didn't process it. And a lot of other runners that were running were like, Why? Well, I not know And if you've never been on
0: Slick Rock, you've never experienced it is it's weird yeah you know it's, it's like
1: it's there's like, no sure footing it's all yeah just uneven. it's like almost running on like a sidewalk sidewalk that's all broken up exactly and, and uh yeah like a crumbly sidewalk so it's hard but there's nothing there's no flat steps it's all kind mm. of undulating and you have to pay attention to every step and it's and i rough bet your muscles um, and the joints
0: and ancillary muscles yeah get a massive workout because rather than like because it's on uneven so all the little mm-hmm. helper muscles are rebalancing you yeah. from yeah. the first step holy cow that's gonna wear your body out fast
2: yeah it was it's kind of gnarly but it was awesome I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, gnarly. I'm glad i did it i'm yeah.
0: stoked that was awesome what a story that's cool thank you yeah congrats and now you're sponsored
2: yeah yeah i have lots of sponsorships. by um pickle juice by pickle juice, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> oh, oh <my. laughs>
1: I'd i quit. I think my saving
2: grace was, um, baked potatoes with salt. Mm, I every yeah. time I got to one, I I probably ate a whole baked potato. Those actually aren't bad. No, it's kind of
1: gross. You know, we were talking about pickle juice, and you hate pickle juice too. Yeah, right? I've never had it before. But if you
0: had, I'll drink it on like a Tuesday. It. You know, it's <laughs> it smells good.
1: It probably would have. Cured all of your problems I if you know. drink it, but like they I you. hate it too. I I wouldn't. Can you drink actual pickle
0: juice from the jar? Do you like pickles? Yeah. Do you like dill pickles? Do you drink the juice out of the jar? You can, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, have you? Like, can no, you? I, you can't oh, stand it? I'd throw up. Because the pickle juice no matter how. supplement is very similar for sure, but I think pickle juice, actual pickle juice out of the jar, is much better.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. All I know is I've been in long races with people who are like cramping hardcore, like delirious to the point where they just can't continue they drink a little bit of pickle juice and they're completely like cured just what is the again.
0: argument and I um, none of us are none of us have degrees in this but I've heard it's more of a neurological episode than it is maybe a loss of electrolytes uh, in many cases and so you've got a there's something in the vinegar or something in that' um, Pickle juice that helps reignite the neurons and yeah. they get some firing again, which and there's supplements out there, and that's why they work is because they attack um, or or reconnect or whatever the neurons. I have no idea what I'm talking about. This is but oh. I've heard something like this. Sounds like it. Where very it's well like could be. works better than you know Gatorade or whatever. Yeah, it, right.
1: Yeah, I imagine so. Um, I would just think like. I mean, just thinking about how the brain works and, and the synapse and, and the connection that has to, like, the electrical charge that has to go across the neurons, across the synapse, you've got to have the right And if it's trying to conserve to,
0: to, and then to, shutting things down, I don't know. You yeah. Know.
1: Yeah. I, that would make Something sense to, look to into. me. Yeah. Well, thanks, Chase, for yeah. killing
0: yourself. That was awesome. You're
2: welcome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. And What's your Instagram if people want to see the, the video the of you cramping? It's Chase Moffitt, M-O-F-F-E-T-T,
2: all in one thing right together.
1: All one word, huh? Yep. Chase Moffitt, I follow Chase you. Chase Moffitt. You can and see the cramp at mile 34. Yeah, it's it's uh, it looks painful. It hurts so bad. <laughs> I Yeah, I felt bad for you when I saw that. I'm impressed that you continued all the way through and was, finished. I Yeah, it was a good time. I'm glad I did it for sure. All alrighty um, how, how long are we done I mean yeah because I've got a couple of questions but we could maybe do that for another episode yeah we need to do it for another episode I have some follow up questions about the gear and other things that okay we use, so. yeah we can do on another one cool alright well thanks for joining us today on the podcast if you're curious as well about kind of the gear he used uh, the stuff that he liked the stuff he didn't uh, that'll be coming up in future podcasts so Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please click subscribe. Also, leave us a friendly review. And um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our, uh, what what do they call it? Handle. Handle right. is <laughs> at, at gear underscore three zero. Uh, you can like us on Facebook and check out our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out, G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. We have a lot of cool deals over the holidays, so check those out. Thanks, and we'll see you on the next episode.
2: See you out there. Mm